This episode of Locked on Women's Basketball is brought to you by rockauto.com. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked on sent you. Ever, ever, especially a little white one. What was really Go going to the coach of head? Connecticut. I'm sorry, little, little sir, man. I do not know your name. Um, but the next time you try to call out a referee, um, you know, trying to get a call being like, come on, she's 300 pounds. I'm going to need you to get it right, baby, because I'm 6'8". I'm weighing, I just double-checked, because I love to be correct and get facts. I'm weighing 235 pounds, and I'm, I'm very proud of being a big bitch. Big body, big Ben's baby. So, I'm happy to see them limit, so don't ever try to disrespect me or another woman in the league. I don't know if that's how, like, coaches run. Like, you just disrespect, you try to disrespect women like that from the sideline. Are you so lucky? It was during a game. We are coming in hot for this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. That was the voice of superstar, WNBA superstar Liz Cambage sounding off and setting the record straight about the disrespect she felt this time coming from the Connecticut Sun and their general manager and head coach, Kurt Miller. All of that and much more on this episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. You are Locked on Women's Basketball. Your daily podcast on women's basketball. Hello and welcome to another episode of Locked on Women's Basketball. Erica Lindsay Ayala coming to you live from BK. I have a jam-packed episode for you. We're going to do a little bit of, in the second segment, my halftime huddle. We'll get you ready for the games coming up this week, but we had to start with the big guns. I took this weekend off. I learned my lesson from the wobble, trying not to get burnt out. And man, did I miss some drama. Of course, this is Erica Lindsay Ayala, your Tuesday, Thursday host of Locked on Women's Basketball coming to you for this episode. And as I played in the beginning, I played a little bit of a clip that came from Liz Cambage and her Instagram live. I missed Sunday's set of games. I was just following all of you fantastic people on hashtag WNBA Twitter, um, but I caught this drama a little bit later Monday morning. Trying to set boundaries, I implore all of you to do so. And if you don't listen every Tuesday, Thursday, you can always catch the replay. So I implore you to do that as well. Anyway, after zenning it out on Sunday, I come back to this drama. So I still haven't even seen the full Connecticut Sun versus Las Vegas Aces game, but you probably know by now that the Connecticut Sun are the last undefeated team in the league. So they got the win. They got the dub. But um, as I understand, Kurt Miller said something to one of the officials in that game about Liz Cambage. Not exactly sure if Liz heard it or if she was told if if she was told something later, still doing some of the digging there. But here is what I know about the exchange. 
Kurt Miller said something about Liz Cambage. Liz Cambage then went on IG Live. I'll play a few more clips from that. And uh, I, I apologize for anyone listening. I did not give um, a warning that there was choice language. There will be a little bit more from Liz Cambage. But um, I'm just going to present it as it was presented publicly on social media. And then we get a statement from Kurt Miller. We get, while I was at the Liberty game, recording one of the halftime huddles that you'll hear later on in the show, we get a a note and uh, some fines. There were fines to Kurt Miller and a suspension to Kurt Miller. I believe Kurt Miller also had media availability. I don't have that for you for this show, but check in on Thursday. I'll cycle back to this as this is definitely a developing story. And then by the time I'm leaving the Liberty game, we get another statement, this time from Jennifer Rosati. You might remember that I've talked about Jen Rosati here, UConn legend, head coach in uh, in the NCAA, has been a coach in USA basketball system, and now the president of the Connecticut Sun released a statement. Again, Kurt Miller had media availability. Um, I have not seen that yet. I'll get into a little bit of uh, why that is. You might probably notice that my audio is a little bit different today, but anyway. So um, that's kind of the timeline. I want to say this. There is a fair amount of smack talk of gamesmanship that happens in sports that is universal. And it's competition. And playing the mental side of the game is definitely a part of it. However, the world is also changing. I'm not saying that smack talk was ever okay, especially when it's targeted in very specific ways. I can tell you, I won't say what I've heard, but I have had athletes talk to me about things that they've heard from their coaches, things that they've heard from their teammates, things that they've heard from fans, things that they've heard from officials, um, executives, and opponents. And there are things that are meant to undercut, to undermine, to demean, to demoralize people that are used in the competitive arena that really need to be addressed. And it would appear that this is the thing for the WNBA that has gone a step too far. And I'm probably picking my words carefully here because this is far from the first time. And if I'm being honest, will probably not be the last time that we, I don't want to say that we as in media or fans here, but it won't be the last time that things like this happen. And Liz Cambage addresses that a little bit in her Instagram story and I'll play a little bit of that that whole part you were so lucky that I was at my doing my job oh I do have to say one more thing I think there's a big difference between players and players like talking shit on the court for a coach for another team to be yelling like protected abuse because we can't do nothing back it's just crazy to me 
And I be talking a lot. And I didn't even say nothing tonight. That's crazy, bro. I just wonder if this is going to be a step in the direction to move on from this type of language. And so I'm going to read the statement that Kurt Miller put out, and I'm also going to read the statement from the WNBA in where they announced the fines, because I think, for me at least, I see that things are happening a little bit differently. And as a reminder, some people know this or might recall because there was drama. Liz Cambage said something to Steph Dolson and Connecticut, or excuse me, Chicago Sky players took to social media talking about Liz's comments, especially in the context of some of the work that she's done, the, the interviews that she's given, and her very public fight with mental health and wellness. So this is complicated. I'm not really here for this conversation on this podcast to um, weigh in one versus the other, this versus that. Although, of course, you know, this is in some ways entertainment and drama. But I think we have to step back from that, you know, step back from the clap back. And actually, in a conversation I was having with a good colleague, Jackie Powell, as we were kind of talking about this at the Liberty game, you know, I was reminded that, and also I want to shout out some other people that I've seen tweeting about this, including Lindsay Gibbs, who used to be a co-host here. There is a, a much different and a much more important way of having this conversation. And I, I said I was going to mention my audio. I actually recorded this podcast. I recorded it Monday morning because I, I have some um, family obligations to take care of Tuesday. And I wanted it out of the way before I had to head to the Liberty game. So I recorded it, you know, at least 12 to 24 hours earlier than I usually record a show and that audio got lost and in a way I'm glad it did because it allowed me to come with renewed and refreshed eyes to this. So this definitely is a story but I'm learning how to be more thoughtful in my storytelling even when it is spicy drama um, because let's admit this is but there's also a, a larger conversation here. So hopefully through this show and on Thursday we can have the 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 bigger conversation. But as I mentioned, I wanted to before we go on to the next segment, I want to read Kurt Miller's statement and give you my thoughts. So this comes Monday at 10:31 a.m. During last night's game, while arguing a call with an official, I made an inappropriate and offensive comment in reference to Liz Cambage's height and weight. I regret what I said in the heat of the moment and want to sincerely apologize to Liz and the entire ACES organization. I understand the gravity of my words and have learned from this. That was from Kurt Miller. And I want to also read the statement of the fines that came from the WNBA. Um, as of right now, as far as I know, there has been no conversation about anything that will happen regarding um, Liz Cambage and some of her comments because her comments were 
colorful, shall we say. But this is what the league said. Monday, May 24th, 5.40 p.m. So I'm already at the New York Liberty game getting ready for pregame media with um, Walt Hopkins and with head coach Vicki Johnson from the Dallas Wings. The Connecticut Sun head coach and general manager Kurt Miller has been fined $10,000 and suspended for one game for a comment he made to a game official regarding Liz Cambage of the Las Vegas Aces, the WNBA announced today. Miller, who made the comment during the Sun's 72-65 win over the Aces at Michelob Ultra Arena, has acknowledged that his comment was inappropriate and offensive. Miller will serve his suspension tomorrow when the Sun visit the Seattle Storm, so tomorrow being today. So we'll leave it there for now. But coming up next, a little bit more on this. And as I mentioned, we're going to get into the halftime huddle. So the halftime huddle is a new segment that we're doing. It's live on Locker Room. So if you're not following me, follow me at elindsay08. We'll talk about that. I did a halftime huddle for Monday's game. I talked a little bit about Kurt Miller and Liz Cambage. Uh, I also will play for you Friday's halftime huddle where I'm joined by Jeff Magliocchetti, Jackie Powell, who I've already mentioned on this podcast, and Miles Ehrlich. We all talked at halftime of the New York Liberty at Washington Mystics game. So in the next segment, we're going to get into that halftime huddle and an overview of that game because, oh, was there drama there as well. Lucy Nicotine is a company founded by Caltech scientists and former smokers looking for a better and cleaner nicotine alternative. Lucy Nicotine was researched and developed for three years to be made for people, not patients. Lucy has a nicotine gum with four milligrams of nicotine that comes in three flavors, wintergreen, cinnamon, and pomegranate. They also have a four milligram nicotine lozenge that comes in cherry ice, citrus, and mint. The Lucy lozenge and gums are FSA and HSA eligible. So you can use your FSA card to purchase Lucy now. It's convenient and discreet, meaning you can take Lucy with you anywhere, on flights, at work, on the go, or even at the gym. It's 2021, people. Get rid of your cigarettes, unplug your vape, throw out your dip, and get some Lucy nicotine gum or lozenges. This is the real deal. A subscription to Lucy comes directly to your door each month, so it's simple and you don't have to leave your house because Lucy has delivery on lock. Lucy lozenges and gums, again, are FSA and HSA eligible, so you can spend pre-tax dollars on them. For our listeners, we want you to head to lucy.co and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA to get 20% off all products on your first order, including the gum or lozenges. Again, that's lucy, L-U-C-Y dot C-O and use promo code LOCKEDONNBA at checkout. Now here's a disclaimer that I have to read. Warning, this product contains nicotine derived from tobacco. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. So go to lucy.co and be sure to use that promo code LOCKEDONNBA. RockAuto.com is your family business serving auto, carts, p- serving auto parts customers 
online for 20 years. They have everything you need from engine control modules, brake parts, tail lamps, even new carpet. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your vehicle. Type locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. rockauto.com. So again, this halftime huddle is my first official halftime huddle on locker room app i am in the process of creating a special room dedicated room and that way you'll know exactly when all the halftime huddles are but this one was from friday i had miles ehrlich i had jeff magliocetti and jackie powell on the halftime huddle with me and basically what the halftime huddle is it's me and or some guests talking at halftime, usually of a Liberty game, sometimes of a game that I'm watching on TV. So before you listen to this halftime huddle, let me tell you about the halftime huddles coming up on Friday at 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, the Los Angeles Sparks will take on the Chicago Sky. So at approximately 8.45 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I will open up a locker room. Room? A locker room room? A locker room chat? A locker room space? I'm still new to locker room. (laughs) You got to forgive auntie. Anyway, I will be on locker room. I'm going to open that room at about 8.45. That is probably still during the, the second quarter, but that will lead into the halftime huddle. I haven't seen LA or Chicago play live yet, so I'm really excited for that. And then the next day, Saturday, May 29th, I will do another halftime huddle. This time, this will be the live one from Barclays, so you'll get the full ambiance, uh, the full experience. So I hope you adjust your headphones accordingly. But um, that will be approximately 2.45 Eastern time because the Atlanta Dream will be in town to take on the New York Liberty. Hello. Who's four and one? Who's four and one to start the season? Oh, that's right. Or excuse me, who's five and one? Who's five and one to start the season? The New York Liberty. Did I see this coming? Absolutely not. Am I enjoying it? 1000%. Uh, we'll talk a little bit about that and special shout out to Around the Rim podcast. You know, I love the China Robinson and Tarika Foster Brasby. If you haven't listened to that, I am. Um, I was a guest. We'll get into that in the next segment. But here is the halftime huddle. And again, on Friday at approximately 8.45 p.m. And again, on Saturday at approximately 2.45 p.m., both Eastern Standard Time. Make sure to join me on Locker Room so you can be a part of the halftime huddle live on Locker Room. Um, Hey, Miles. Hey, Erica. How's it going? It's going well. Thanks for joining. We've got Jeff here, too. Jeff's first time on uh, <laughs> on the locker room app. Oh, can you guys hear me? We got you, Jeff. How are you? Awesome, Erica. Thank you for inviting me. Hey, Miles, how you doing? How's it going, bud? Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, that was the second quarter, huh? Yeah, for sure, for sure. Well, let me reset for everyone. This is uh, the halftime huddle brought to you by Locked on Women's Basketball. I'm Erica Lindsay Ayala. 
one of your hosts for Lockdown Women's Basketball, the Tuesday-Thursday host to be exact. I'm joined with a few of my fellow New York Liberty beat reporters, Miles Ehrlich and Jeff Magliocchetti. Uh, also, see, we got Bree in the room. Hey, Bree. Welcome you to the stage if you'd like to come up. Um, but, Miles, why don't we get started with you? Um, I think let's let's first do impressions uh, through the half, and then we'll get into some of the uh, big acquisitions, or I should say the big waiver that New York Liberty had. But, Miles, in the half, what do you like? What do you think New York needs to clean up? Uh, I actually asked Walt Hopkins before the game started about – the Washington Mystics three-point shooting because they came into this game shooting more attempts than anybody, but hitting, hitting fewer threes. And it's such a small sample size, obviously just two games in, but think back to 2019 when they set the WNBA record in terms of threes taken threes attempted and made. So that was, that's been a focal point of Mike Tebow's offense. And we saw a lot of that in this game and they're hitting 50%. Both teams are hitting 50% of their threes at halftime because of that that run by Sammy Whitcomb that got the Liberty back into the game. But Washington's 9 of 18 from deep, and they're really going to need to clean that up uh, on New York's end if they're going to come back in this game. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Jeff, we'll get to you. Also want to say hi to Jackie Powell joining us. We'll uh, get your thoughts on the first half, Jackie. But Jeff, you're up next. Yeah, I think that was such an interesting second quarter for the Liberty because I was really interested to see how they would respond to adversity for the first time all season. Every quarter so far for the Liberty this year was either they had a lead or they were working with a manageable deficit. But when you go in and Tina Charles did Tina Charles things, except from the Liberty's point of view, from the wrong side, you know, that that could have been, you know, almost an excuse to uh, fall behind a little bit and things could get really dangerous for them. But instead they come out and to tell you the truth, I think we're seeing the best case yet, the best MVP case yet. From Benajelani, she did a fantastic job in that second quarter. In that second quarter, she's she was, I believe, one of five in the first half. Now up to eight of thirteen, and she has gotten the liberty back in this ball game. And she's dishing the ball out too with four assists so far. And it's just really great to see how she has proven to everyone that last year's endeavor in the Bradenton bubble was not a fluke by any stretch. And you know what? At this point, she's turning the she's turning the uh, changing the middle initial in MIP, changing it to a V at this point for this squad. So it's good to see that the Liberty are capable of staying in ball games with Washington playing some strong defense on Sabrina, Sabrina Ionescu. And I think that that's really something to keep an eye on, on the set in the second half, you know, you're down by, you're down by 15 in the first quarter, you battle through that adversity and you manage to make this not only a single, a single digit ball game at six points, but you managed to manage to make, make Mike Tebow a little annoyed too out there too. I think that's a win on all accounts. Mm, you know, I love some Benajelani talk. Uh, mm. It's some uh, too tuned to call MVP race uh, as we For see sure. on the Yes Network that they're actually doing a feature on Benajelani. Jeff, I want to come back to you on that Tina Charles offseason trade. I know you wrote about that. But Jackie Powell, thoughts about the first half, specifically from the New York Liberty Well, hello, everyone. And Erica, thank you for inviting me on. Um, I think what really stood out to me was how the Mystics were playing Sabrina, how, you know, they, they were doing a bunch of things on defense. Sometimes they were trapping, but what I really saw was that they forced her 
I don't know the, the specific basketball terminology. So if someone knows it, you can correct me. But basically what I was seeing is when she would drive, they would find a way to sort of like trap her right near the baseline. Or maybe it was a trap. I'm not sure. But the defense on Sabrina was very significant. Um, but also if we want to talk about Benigelani and just how composed she is, uh, and she's also she's quite spicy. Uh, a colleague and friend, uh, Jen Hatfield, who was actually at the game, she messaged me and she said, Jackie, I really want to know what went on between Benigel Laney and Tina Charles. Like apparently Laney barked at Charles before Tina was about to take a free throw. So that there's a, that there's some tension here and we knew there would be. Um what I'm also seeing for from the Liberty is, you know, Rebecca Allen looks really rusty. Um, I, I don't know if it's because she's, you know, coming out of this six day quarantine and still getting her legs underneath her, but it's it's noticeable. You know, the Liberty are getting the shots that they would want from her, and she's just not making them. So that's sort of what I've been seeing. Yeah, Rebecca Allen has not found a rhythm. I think you can say the same thing about Kia Stokes. Both have seen uh, just short of nine minutes um, for Allen in particular. Um, we also have not seen uh, Dee Dee Richards enter this game just yet. Kylie Shook, who I'm definitely high on, has her hands full in the paint. It doesn't get much better than Tina Charles. I think she's really putting Kylie Shook through the ringer here. Um, and, uh, so we'll see that. I see Alec wants to join us here. I'm going to add Alec, but, um, Miles, I'm going to come to you first on this. Uh, another piece of big news is of course that Laisha Clarendon no longer with the New York Liberty. Yeah. Uh, it's been a rough couple of days finding that out. And there, there are two parts to it. There's the emotional component because of just, what a monumental leader and inspiration and just advocate Lasia has been. And then there's the basketball component where this is a league while it's for 144 this year, especially and in the last couple of seasons because of some of the mismanagement of the new cap and, and the CBA um, teams are rolling with a lot fewer players. Um, so she she ended up being a cap casualty and i think like when you talk about leja and you talk about his impact as a leader you have to look back to last season and just how important that stability was but last season was also a worst case scenario for new york in terms of what they were brought in to do because leja was brought in to be a backup guard that was then thrust into the starting lineup um, whereas now yeah this season there are there they want to run this pace and it's just not really a fit in terms of um of gameplay style so it's not a condemnation of of Leisha's playing ability but it's more about their fit with the team so it's always tough to see somebody go but it was you know as they say more of a business decision it wasn't um a skill call did you know betonline.ag is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sporting action? Of course you did, because you listen to Locked On Women's Basketball. Baseball season is in full swing. We have 
NHL and NBA playoffs, not to mention UFC and MMA action. Right now is the time for you to head on your mobile device or on your desktop to betonline.ag for all your sporting news, your sign-up bonuses, and other contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get in the game in time for those playoff runs. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50-50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Yeah, I think that's pretty accurate. I never really felt that Lasia Clarendon was going to be a long-term solution for this New York Liberty team. I think that Lay definitely um, impressed me and did much more than I expected. And really, as you said, Miles, um, rose to the occasion. Um, so, you know, we'll see what happens there. But Jeff, I want to get you in here now um, because you wrote – recently about who won this off-season trade between the New York Liberty and the Washington Mystics. Now, we're only at the half, but Jeff, uh, do you think your words stand? Where, where do you land on that? Uh, Tina Charles versus the New York Liberty. Uh, honestly, Erica, I think it's a little too early to officially grade the Tina Charles trade, if only because, you know, Tina is only in her, what, her third game with the Mystics organization right now. And I don't think, I, and I don't think she should be held, uh, you know, she shouldn't be condemned for uh, opting out of last season, especially with her high risk. But having said that, I think from a Liberty standpoint, you, they can say that they're in a good place where they are right now. While I think it's a little early to, you know, officially distribute that report card out, the Liberty, the Liberty, the, ugh, excuse me, the Liberty are at least acing all their tests up to that point because the picks used to get to, uh, in the Tina Charles trade, uh, were eventually used to select the ones from Washington, I believe. Anyway, one of them might've come from Dallas. They were eventually used to select Dee Richards and Jasmine Jones. And I asked Walt Hopkins about that today, and he seemed to see, he said it was necessary. It was basically, it helped the team put themselves on the right path at this point. Because Tina Charles is such an interesting case in the sense that, you know, sure, she made a ton of tremendous New York memories, but there was a little bit of a sense there that, you know, it, the, the, everything had been taken as far as they could go with it, unfortunately. And, you know, she was, she was, dis, she was uh, distributed to a team that, you know, was basically going to win the short-term effects immediately of it. They basically won that trade when they won the championship in 2019 in the sense that the one thing the Mystics had to lose in making this trade was a potential dynasty. And unfortunately, things haven't panned out so far. Deladon is still injured. Heinz Allen and Misaman are still fulfilling international duties. So it's just a little early in the game to officially grade this trade. But from a New York standpoint, you can't. I don't think you can hate how this has gone at all because it landed you some cornerstones of this franchise moving forward into the future. And you know, it's only three games. It's only three games in. You know, very small sample size, at least in this year. And last year, you know, for all intents and purposes, was a, was a little bit of a wash in the sense that you know it was good to have Clarendon in. There because Laisha served as a bit of a calming presence, a veteran presence amongst the rookies out there, someone who had been there before and someone who was there and could work with them. So while I think it's a little early to grade this trade fully, to fully analyze this trade, I think it's a, I think from the Liberty standpoint, you're loving the way it's going thus far. 
I think you're right. It had to happen. Tina Charles wanted to move on to other things. Hmm. And New York had not built a, a roster around Tina, which uh, is wild to say, I think. And honestly <laughs> is, yeah, it, it just, I, I don't know how that, that doesn't happen. But, you know, um, hmm. that, that's where we're, we're at right now. She deserved um, to ring chase is what I'm saying, basically. Oh, for sure. Without question. Um, will it work out? I guess we'll hmm. see. You know, it might just be one of those things um at least for now the timing early on right now with all of the pieces that washington is missing it's an uphill climb but tina is still doing tina things and you love to see it you absolutely love to see it i mean she's got 18 points she's got one assist She's got one assist, everybody. So, you know, I'll, I'll make sure to join the, the post-game Zoom chat so she just sees that. I, I'll give her some love for that. Uh, for anyone that doesn't know, <laughs> Tina definitely called me out for saying that she doesn't facilitate, which was not the intent. But whatever. It's all good. I thought it was hilarious. But all right, we're getting ready to go into the second half. So we're going to go around the horn one more time. Jackie, we'll start with you. Uh, what are you looking for from New York in the second half? And let folks know where they well, first of all, y'all can find me at Classic J Pow, uh, C L A S S I C, and then J P O W. Um, what you see from New York? Is, uh, um, well, we don't want them to turn the ball over. Uh, they turned the ball over, I believe, seven times in the first half, but the Mystics turned it over seven times as well. Uh, I think what you're going to want, you guys can still hear me. I had like a little interruption. Anyway, um, I think what you want to see the Liberty try to do is you want to try to contain Tina Charles in a different way. Um, Against Sylvia Fowles, we saw a little bit of a double team action. You saw they tried to guard Fowles. You know, you had Shook and then you brought another guard to help her. So far, we've really just seen a lot of one-on-one. Um, mm-hmm. You want to bring in someone to help Shook or Stokes guard Charles. Yeah, the one-on-one battle is not going to favor the Liberty, regardless of if it's Tina Charles or anyone else, for that matter. Um, Really have loved how they've played the team defense and just team basketball all around. So I love that take from you, Jackie. Miles, let's go to you. Uh, Where can folks find you, and and what are you looking for in the second half? Um, Well, first, you can find me on Twitter at Miles Ehrlich, and I write for Nets Republic, Windsider, and Queen Ballers Club. And I wanted to echo a couple of the things that Jackie said, because first, turnovers, they only have seven, but it felt a lot worse than that. But last game, in the first half, they had 12 turnovers, and then they cleaned it up to just four in the second half, and that's kind of what allowed them to run away from the Mist- uh, from sorry from the Lynx in their second half last time. Um, I think that they're going to need more from the bench. They had zero bench points, or sorry, one bench point, because Jazz Jones hit a free throw. But th- that second half of the first quarter is where this game got out of hand, and that's the hole that they've been digging themselves out of. So either they're going to need some more from the bench, which is Stokes, which is Allen, which is Jazz Jones, or they're going to need to ride the starters a little bit more, which is, again, what they ended up doing against Minnesota last time. For sure. And Jeff, we will end with you. Also, I love that trivia question that they gave. I just wrote a story on first round draft picks. Tina Charles, Sabrina Inescu, and Waters 
uh, Janelle McCarvel and Lindsay Harding, all number one picks that have played for the New York Liberty. But Jeff Magliocchetti, where can folks find you and what are you looking for as we start? Uh, people can follow me on Twitter at Jeff J Mags, G-E-O-F-F, the letter J, M-A-G-S. And I write for Empire Sports Media, Windsider, and Nets Republic. So one thing I want to keep an eye on in the second half is the play of Michaela Onyewede, because I thought she actually did a pretty good job on Tina Charles in the, in the first half, as best as one could do anyway. And she was playing some fearless basketball in there early on, but she got into a little bit of foul trouble, and we only saw her for six minutes in that in that in the entirety of that uh, first half so i want to give her a bit of a shout out there also want to give a bit of a shout out to kylie shook a little bit you know she's done really well out there she put some bold body work on charles in the paint there but that's going to be the big key to stopping for them easier said than done of course and like jackie said perhaps the liberty would would be better off utilizing the double team pretty well so i'm eager to see how what the liberty can do to shut down tina charles and force her to take bad shots force her to take some opportunities normally normally it'd be good to you know force her to the outside but She's been hitting those shots, so we'll see what happens. So I want to keep an eye on uh, Shook and Anya Wade out there. I love that take. Well, Jeff, Jackie, and Miles, thank you so much for joining this halftime huddle. The next time we'll do a halftime huddle will be we'll all be back at Barclays, the good Lord willing, and the East River don't rise. So <laughs> let's head back to this game. Washington leads 56-46, 8:38 uh, left in the third. Okay, so that was a little bit of a clip from the halftime huddle. I gave you what Jeff and Jackie and Miles and I wanted to see from the New York Liberty coming out of the half. Well, we got a lot more Tina Charles in that game. And Tina Charles and the Washington Mystics ultimately defeated the New York Liberty to hand them their first and as of right now, only loss of the season. And the Washington Mystics scored 101 points in that game. New York Liberty only scored 72 points. And the difference was, well, not just Tina Charles, but it certainly wasn't not Tina Charles. <laughs> Tina scored 34 points against her former team. She had nine rebounds, one assist, one steal, and one block shot. And was there a little bit extra juice? If you don't follow me at elindsay08, you might have missed this, but don't worry. I got you here on Lockdown Women's Basketball. I'm not going to get into the full spiciness of this just yet, but um, I want to play two clips here. One is Tina Charles reacting to the question of if there was a little bit extra juice versus her former team. And then she said something about New York winning games that they were supposed to win. I want to play that for you. And then we'll come back quickly before hopping into our next segment. Shabante said the other day, she said, you know, that she was telling you, yo, go get a career high today against the former team. Two shots of that today. Was there a little bit more juice today? Yeah, they fired me on my day off. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, oh, so what? I got fired on my day off, so yeah. It was juice. What was really going through your head? You said you had a little extra juice for them today, but what was really going through your head beforehand? I'm just trying to get a win. 
you know, uh, I have so much respect for that organization. You know, I'm super happy for them. You know, as a native New Yorker, you you always want New York sports teams to to win. The world is a better place when New York is winning. So um, the fact that they're 3-0 and, and they beat the teams they're supposed to beat and they came out with a win versus, versus Minnesota, it, it's a lot to say for the, for the coaching staff, for them, just um, the confidence they have, the culture that they're building there. Uh, so, so I'm happy to see them women winning and thriving and, and, um, that the organization is going in the right direction. You know, you always want New York sports teams to win and, you know, I'm always going to be rooting and cheering them on. I can have a little fun with this one. When you, uh, told me you was coming for all of us, uh, you think this game was, uh, kind of what you were talking about? <laughs> um, no, it was just more so just, you know, <laughs> keeping people in check with the things that they say. It, it wasn't anything personal as far as. What I do on the court is what I'm going to do. I, I don't think anyone is going to think anything different from that. It's just more so making sure that I use my voice when it's needed and if I feel disrespected or anything like that. So that's all it was. Well, just to go on the record, it's always love here at TC. Great. Keep <laughs> that same energy. So... We don't know the full story here yet, but again, this this goes into this long narrative that we're starting to tease out about Tina Charles. Tina Charles was not happy in New York, it would appear, or is not happy with New York because of how things ended. But as I played, she still has love for New York. New York is home. And she said, New York Liberty are winning games that they're supposed to win. Now, as far as Washington, they still have a little bit to prove on that end. They get this fantastic win over the New York Liberty. Again, 101. They hit the century mark. But then the Washington Mystics fall to the Indiana Fever, 89-77. We still see... um, Tina Charles being a big piece of this, 31 points in this game. But Natasha Cloud, five points. Leilani Mitchell, who finally dropped her first three-pointer against her, also her former team, the New York Liberty, had only three points, was a negative 17. A negative 17 in this game. That has to change. That has to change if Washington has a chance. Yes, we know they're miss- missing Elena Deladon. They did get Maisha Hines-Allen back for this game. No points, though. Um, Sydney Weiss played some points off the bench. Um, or got some points off the bench, excuse me. But still, this Washington team having a little bit of trouble with synergy, which is certainly not the New York Liberty's problem right now. If anything, the New York Liberty and the Connecticut Sun are probably at the top of the table because their team has figured out how to play well together. But um, there are going to be some tests for this Connecticut Sun team today. They play at Seattle Storm, and they're without their head coach and general manager as far as a bench boss. All right, folks, we're going to get out of here real soon because there is a lot of basketball to watch. I already told you I'm going to be locked on those games Friday, Los Angeles versus Chicago, Saturday, Atlanta versus New York, right here in Brooklyn. I'm recording in Brooklyn. And I don't know if you could hear that, but anywhere I record, I always have sirens. Always have sirens. That's New York City for you, right? Anyway, I um, alluded to this Connecticut versus Seattle Storm game. Of course, the big 
story is going to be exactly what I started this show with. And that's Kurt Miller not being on the bench. Again, I I know that he did speak to the media. I just haven't listened to that yet. Um, And so I apologize for that. Again, my recording schedule was a a little bit thrown out of whack, but that's okay. Uh, I will get that for you. We'll we'll talk about it a little bit more on Thursday. Circle back. We'll know the result of this. But coming into this game, uh, you have Brianna Stewart, who was named the Western Conference Player of the Week. Oh, I didn't even mention that. I did that in my first recording, and then I forgot to do it this time. But uh, we get back Players of the Week, Eastern Conference Player of the Week, Sabrina Ionescu, and Western Conference Player of the Week, Brianna Stewart. So right now, Stewie's uh, at the top of the league as far as points per game. Uh, You have 25.8 points per game. She's also leading the Seattle Storm in rebounds per game at 10.5. As far as the Sun leaders, Dewana Bonner leading with 19.4 points per game for the Connecticut Sun. And with rebounds, John Quill Jones. And in the mix there, you have Brianne January, 4.7 assists, leading the team. 6.5 assists, though, from Sue Bird on the other end. So on the one hand, you have a red-hot Connecticut Sun team. But you have a very poised and a very capable Seattle Storm team. And they they have shown that they have some weaknesses. They've also shown that they can overcome that. And I think a big storyline that is missing from this head-to-head um, is Jewel Lloyd. Jewel Lloyd has been fantastic for the Seattle Storm. I think also as far as the Connecticut Sun, Natisha Heidemann. I mentioned John Quell Jones. Of course, the return of John Quell Jones is massive, but uh, Teaspoon has been really, really good for um, the Connecticut Sun team. As far as the injury report, uh, we have we knew that AT Alyssa Thomas is going to be out for the Connecticut Sun, but I mentioned Brienne January leading the Connecticut Sun in assists, but also suffered a left ankle sprain. So is out as far as the injury report on the Connecticut Sun side of things. I don't see, uh, as of the time that I'm recording, (laughs) re-recording. Yeah, I'm a little salty. Can y'all tell? Yeah, I'm a little salty, but that's all right. We move on. Game goes on. Um, Or life goes on. Anyway, (laughs) it's early, people. Uh, early on a Tuesday, but I am blessed. I hope you are as well. All right. Again, as far as the standings, we have Connecticut 5-0, and the only undefeated team in the WNBA as we get ready to, you know, I guess this is technically week three. Uh, as we are in week three, uh, the New York Liberty uh, you heard from the halftime huddle. They lost that one game to Washington, but were able to win uh, a pretty good game against the Dallas Wings. I'll talk about that a little bit more on Thursday's show. The Seattle Storm, though, are in in uh, the top three. They're three and one, uh, and on a two-game win streak. Uh, after that, you get Chicago Sky, 
at two and one. Las Vegas Aces are two and two, as are the Phoenix Mercury. The Dallas Wings, they dropped that game to New York, so they are now one and two on the season, as is the Atlanta Dream in the eighth spot. So if the season ended today, it's Connecticut, New York, Seattle, Chicago, Las Vegas, Phoenix, and Dallas and Atlanta in the playoffs, which means the Washington Mystics, the Indiana Fever, the Los Angeles Sparks, and the Minnesota Lynx. And in that order, 9, 10, 11, 12, Washington, Indiana, Los Angeles, and Minnesota are out. So lots of moving parts, lots of moving pieces here, but the top eight, a little bit different than what we've seen in seasons past. How will it all end? Well, I guess we have to watch the games to find out. Again, I am going to do my halftime huddle segment. We're going to do one uh, at halftime of the Los Angeles uh, versus the Los Angeles uh, versus Chicago Sky game. That is Friday, 8 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So I'll open the locker room space at around 8.45 p.m. And then again on Saturday, Halftime Huddle live from Barclays. The game is at 2 p.m. Eastern time. That is the New York Liberty versus the Atlanta Dream. I will open the space at approximately 2.45 p.m. Eastern time. You can join me on the Locker Room app at elindsay08. But for now, I'm going to leave the conversations about Liz Cambage and Kurt Miller there. I'll get more into it when I'm back in my official recording studio. Uh, We'll get a little bit more into that on Thursday. We'll, We'll give a recap of the games. And of course, we have the social justice angle to talk about on Thursday. But until then, I am sending you love. I am sending you light. This is Eric Lindsay Ayala signing out. Get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes with the Locked On Today podcast. Host Peter Burkowski updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of local experts, sometimes like me. Follow Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app and wherever you get podcasts.